attention, please. Stop walking while I'm squawking. All aboard. Hi, everybody. Hello, hello, hello. Another, another week, another fresh, new, fun episode of Gen D. Yay! I'm Dana. And I am Adam, and this is Gen D, a podcast by millennial-ish parents. For all of you parents out there talking about all things Disney in California. Occasionally we'll mention that other park down there in Florida, but it's our home, our love, the California version of Disney, the original, the happiest place on earth. Yeah, Disneyland has a very soft spot in our hearts. We love it so much, and... You know, Adam and I live here in California, and we want to talk all about our favorite theme park, Disneyland. We do. We live here in California. I've been here for about a year now. Yeah, I think it's like a year today or tomorrow that my husband and I moved here from New York. And we've been here for a year. And because of the global pandemic, we have not been able to see Dana in months and months and months we like in other normal times we would have probably seen each other multiple times by now but that all got erased this weekend we got to go down to anaheim we flew down with our son and got to see dana and her husband and her daughter uh on sunday down at downtown disney i know it was so exciting i mean yeah we we haven't seen you guys in forever and we hadn't met your baby so you have a two-month-old baby boy and he's so cute two-month-old baby boy that has officially been christened at disney he met mickey socially distanced met mickey but uh we'll we'll obviously get to all that in a minute but we had we had such a fun time going down to anaheim it was the first flight with the little guy he was a rock star shout out to the for our friends over at southwest airlines who were amazing uh helping us out because i think my husband and i must have looked like deer in headlights walking onto that plane carrying this two and a half month old (laughs) having never flown with a baby before and then we get on this flight no idea what we're doing and the flight attendants were amazing they were like come to the back sit here we'll block the middle seat for you and they were incredible um and he did great he's uh you know so far so good knock on wood right first first trip down didn't squawk once on either flight so i will take that as a small victory that's weekend. impressive. No, yeah. that's good. No, I remember, I think the earliest I flew with my daughter was, um, I think she was two and a half months and it was Christmas and it was hard. She cried like the whole time. I think it really bothered her ears and it was just a short flight from LA to Seattle, but she cried the whole time and it was, and it was like maddening as a new parent. You're just like, I'm sorry. I know I'm that jerk on the plane with a crying baby. <laughs> But I don't know what to do, so stop looking at me. Like, we had the opposite experience than you did. Well, and you know, the funny thing was the flight attendant said to us before we took off from Oakland to go down to Orange County, she was like, she goes, now, just remember, you hear your kids screaming, nobody else does. It won't bother anybody else. You just hear it, and it sounds worse in your head. And I was like, uh-huh, yeah, right. Oh, uh, sure. But, uh, no, we had this whole game plan. We were like, okay, we're going to – we timed out his feedings, and we are like, we're going to feed him as we're taking off to distract them with the bottle mm-hmm. – and then on the way home, didn't even matter. And it was like he he slept the second we got on the plane and didn't wake up till we got back to our apartment uh, late Sunday night. So oh, you are so uh, lucky. Uh, we'll see. I mean, granted, it was a very short, like 55 minute flight. We'll, we'll we'll see how he does as he gets older and the flights get longer. But um, so much to talk about about the trip down to the happiest place on Earth. Well, the happiest place on Earth, I guess, like sibling California adventure. What could we call that? Like the like 
kid sister. I don't know. Kid sister. Like, it's not the happiest. I don't place like that either because it's got its own special spot in my heart. It's like heart. the like IP mashup park, basically at this point. Oh god, like, we got to get into the whole history of <laughs> California Adventure at some point. <laughs> I might need a bottle of wine with a straw. In no, the for that. When we do that, we need to have my friend Jamie on. She was a cast member at that time, and she saw the whole place open. And she got to work the opening night when they invited all the like. Hollywood bigwigs and celebrities and she got to us she I think she was working in guest relations then so she got to take people like Tom Hanks to their seats for the big opening ceremony so mm. she has a lot of good stories how is we'll it that to- Disney Disney does so many things right but it, you like read through everything about the openings of all the parks and every opening is like an epic disaster like no is it because expectations are like through the roof too high or do they just they they just never get it quite right, which you think they would. Yeah, I don't I don't know. I don't get it. I feel like – uh, did you watch that Imagineering doc on yes, Disney Plus? It was, of course you did. I don't, I'm asking you because we're on a podcast so they know what we're talking about. But of course I know you watched it. Um, but they did a whole to-do about California Adventure and I thought it was interesting that – was it Tokyo Disney that was getting all their money – and every Imagineer wanted to work on that one because they were just throwing money at that project. And then poor California Adventure was like the budget motel version of Disneyland. And it looked it, <laughs> it really at the was. very beginning. And they did they they did their best uh, making the other budget version over in Paris when they first opened the very – we'll have to talk about right. that too. When they right. first opened the first version of Disney Studios in Paris, which that still is a horrible park. Disneyland Paris, amazing, but Disney Studios uh, in Paris, awful. However, apparently getting better because they're adding a massive Frozen Land one day, so that'll be a thing. Um, But yeah, so uh, exciting weekend. We got to go down. We got to be back in the park for the first time in over a year, which was amazing. And then we, um, which I'm sure we'll talk about this at some point, Dana and I over breakfast, we sat there uh, ignoring our husbands and children and started strategizing how we are going to get back in the parks when the (laughs) parks reopen uh, in a few weeks. And talk about strategy. Like we've got some game plans in place. We have some serious game plans, which is, I mean, a big part of my news bit. So I don't know if we should just jump right on into the news. All right. Let's get some mouse musings. What's going on? Well, I mean, that's that's the biggest news that, one, Disneyland is opening again, April 30th, Disneyland, California Adventure. We know this. We're very excited. April 15th, the tickets go on sale for any California resident. So right now, because we are still in a global pandemic, they are keeping numbers low at the parks and trying to keep it as California residents only. So you do have to um, check a box when you purchase tickets that you're a California resident. You also have to check a box saying that you're waiving the COVID you know, protocol that you were aware of the risk you're assuming. So lots of little boxes to check right now. But... Tickets go on sale very soon, and Adam and I are pumped. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know what I'm more excited for. The fact that, like, it's reopening. I'm just pure joy excited about that. Or that it's going to only be at, like, 20 25% capacity just because it's going to be small. Yeah. It'll be just like Touch of Disney that we went the other day. It was so non not crowded. It was great to roam around. I did feel like I did notice, though, and maybe it's because there weren't any attractions open, right? But like Saturday afternoon and maybe Saturday was a little busier. We went on Saturday and Dana, you Mm -hmm. all went on Sunday. 
And maybe Saturday was, but it was sold out every day. So I don't know why the crowds would have been different. But it was the it, same crowd size. The afternoon, and it always bottlenecks right in there, right between what used to be a Bug's Life and which is now Avengers Campus yeah. and Sonoma Terrace. Uh, like as you make your way back over to Hook into Cars Land right there, like that, that pathway always bottlenecks, even on yeah. a non busy day. But I think in the afternoon, it felt like, oh, my God, there's a lot of people in here. But then I was thinking about it, and I was like, well, wait, if it's this capacity for when the park actually opens, it will not feel this bad because the majority of everybody will be standing in lines all over the park waiting mm-hmm. to get on a ride. So, yeah, maybe, maybe it'll actually be pretty nice to enjoy the parks. Uh, oh, I think sorry, sorry to all of you who don't live in California. Wah, wah. Like we get a little, you know what? After this year and the ups and downs we've had, this is a nice thing California is getting and I'm going to take it. Exactly. We have had very little in our favor for the last year. We're taking, well, nobody we're has, taking Disneyland. Nobody has had it much in their favor, but all you folks on the East coast, like you could, I was one of them. We flew from here and went out to Disney world, but you all have had your park for months and months and months and months. We haven't out here. It's our turn. So stay out till, you know, Gavin lets you back <laughs> in eventually, but just get out, stay out, stay in Florida. We're going to enjoy the Disney parks out here for a little bit before they open it up to the masses. So that leads to like, what is this whole ticket thing going to be like? They are doing two things. So you kind of need, you need a two-step process to get tickets right now. So there's a, the physical ticket that you need to purchase or by physical, you know, get it through their website. Um, And then you need to make a park reservation. And this is the same setup they've been doing down in Florida Um, it's again, because of the capacity limit. And so there'll be a little availability calendar that you can see after you purchase your tickets and you can determine what day you want to go. If you're getting a park hopper, then there's the two different parks that you can see and it'll tell you if one's open or both are open. Uh, so I don't think it sounds like a bad deal. If you do get a park hopper. Dana, it's going to be a disaster. Let's just be honest. Come on. Okay. It's going to be awful, guys. It's going to be, um. (laughs) A bloody nightmare. You know what I I was thinking about? Because, like, Disney World, their My Disney Experience app is so good. Like, it has its flaws. But for instances like this, it's so good because you can easily make your party, link everybody. Everybody can upload their own tickets on their own devices. And then you can just click in and add people to your party and make Mm -hmm. your plans. And one person can make the plans. The Disneyland app just doesn't work like that. Like it's it's not a sophisticated app. It's actually a piece of junk. But that said, I think I think we are in for some headaches Thursday morning because figuring out because so everybody knows like my husband and I and our son and Dana and her husband and their daughter, we're all gonna go together when the parks reopen. So we've got this like massive plan we're sorting out to be able to figure out uh which dates to go. We're gonna go for a weekend. But, like, the logistics of figuring out, like, making sure, A, we bought the tickets. Like, does one person go on and buy the tickets while the other person's sitting in the queue for the reservations? (laughs) Like, I don't know. We have no idea. There's no way to strategize. I should also mention that I've been working for a travel agency lately. And so I'm getting questions constantly from people who are like, how do I book my Disneyland tickets? And I'm like, get in line, my friend. Like, I wish I had answers for you, but we simply can't do anything until the 15th. So, you know, you're you're as good as your guess is as good as mine at this point. But yeah, it- frankly, by the time this episode comes out, it's probably going to already tickets will be released. So 
you know, may the odds be ever in your favor. Yeah, exactly. I, it'll be it'll be interesting to see how it all unfolds that morning. Uh, I know we're going to be online with each other all morning um, with our multiple devices sitting in the never ending Disney virtual queue waiting room. Staring uh, at that Mickey, that steering wheel Mickey. Mickey. Spinning, <laughs> ugh, God help us. Um, but <laughs> Mickey of nightmares. But the things we do for something we love so much. And I, yeah, it'll be, it'll be interesting to see. Maybe I'm overthinking it and maybe it'll be much easier to link all of our parties under one group or link all of us under one group that we're going together. Who knows? We'll figure it out. Um, I think it'll be a lot of trial and error Thursday morning and just hope for the best and hope we get it figured out and don't screw up. I know. I know. Because how sad would that be? It was like, I felt like we screwed up the dining reservations for Touch of Disney just because we, maybe it caught us off guard. We didn't know. And we epic failed that one. Um, But so hopefully we don't epic fail this one and screw ourselves out of being able to go back to the parks. But we'll see. I know. I know. Um, Okay. So my other little piece of news, I think this is just really cute. They announced a couple of days ago that um, the Haunted Mansion got like a mini refurb at Disneyland. And so um, they've added a couple of new things to the Haunted Mansion while it's been down for a year. Um, The biggest one being in the in the portrait room when you're like standing in line waiting to get into your doom buggy. It's usually been kind of blank. Like there's some really great portraits at the start of that room, but right before you load on, there's not really anything. They've added this. She's not new, but they've added back the April to December portrait or Miss April to December. And it's a woman who um, shifts from being young to her death as you walk past her portrait. And I guess they had this portrait up for a while, but then they took it down in 2005 because the technology of shifting her age didn't work and now it does so they figured out how to make it work and she's back up um so they've added that they've changed up some of the wallpaper and um i think they reupholstered some of the the window dressings um they added a white sleek cat also in that same area and i guess he has an eye that may or may not be blinking red at you every now and then just reminding you oh yeah (laughs) I think it's going to be kind of like, you know, Madame Leota's tomb at Disney World, Disney World's Haunted Mansion. When you walk up like every, I don't know what it is, 30, 60 seconds, her eyes will open very briefly and then close. So it's not super repetitive. And if you catch it, you kind of have that second like, wait, did I see that right? I think that's how this cat's going to be. Yeah. uh, So steal the uh the spoiler alert here what we're going to talk about a little later in the vault is the haunted mansion oh yeah because of this news i wanted to talk about it and there's so much history and lore and legend and everything about the haunted mansion so i found some fun stuff that we're going to bring up we'll obviously talk about the haunted mansion even in more depth another time but fun note and i will bring this up when we talk about it here in a few minutes uh Haunted Mansion has a history of things going away and then them bringing it back oh, years I had no or idea. decades later. So, so just like this will, portrait. Just like the portrait. So the portrait oh. is not the first time something from the Haunted Mansion disappeared and then came back decades later. So huh. we will talk about that in a little oh, bit. I'm excited. But I'm excited. I mean, I think between the changes to the Haunted Mansion, the changes mm-hmm. that are coming to Jungle Cruise, and mm-hmm. then – the changes we're going to get to see with the most nightmarish ride ever in Disney Park, Snow White. 
<laughs> there's some cool stuff to see when we get back into the park. I know. I'm excited. I guess I should also mention, you know, with the park opening, there are um, a bunch of rides that are going to be open. I think, like, I would say 80% of the rides that um, are, are going to be open at Disneyland and California Adventure, which is exciting. I kind of frankly didn't think as many would be open, so no. I'm all for it. But let me tell you what's not going to be open Maybe that's an easier way to – or I'll just tell you a couple of the highlights of things that won't be open at Disney World. I'm sorry. I'll tell you a couple of highlights of the things that won't be open at Disneyland. Um, the Great Moments with Mr. Lincoln, the Finding Nemo submarine voyage. Can I just say thank God that one won't be open? That's oh, like a COVID I've never gone on it. Right? I'm too claustrophobic. You haven't gone on it. I mean, it's kind of genius how they made it, but it's also like if you're claustrophobic – um, or you're afraid of being underwater, or I, I can think of a million other phobias you could probably have with that ride. It's just, and it's hot in there, and it smells, and it's just, it's not, it's not great. They need to do something else with that lagoon. I love the lagoon. Like, do not get rid of the lagoon like they did in Magic Kingdom, because yeah. that lagoon is just beautiful there, but that ride, no, ugh, fine. Okay, I'm going to go down this list, Adam, and you tell me, fine, or they could have opened this up. Okay. All right, first one. I'm ready. Buzz Lightyear's Astro Blasters. Uh, fine, because you have Toy Story Midway Mania. It's like the same ride. Okay. Chippendale's Treehouse. Oh, you don't even know what this is. I only know because I have a four-year-old. <laughs> it's part of the like playground area over at Toontown, and that's fine that it's not open. Um, Davy Crockett's Explore Canoes. I mean, those are kind of fun, right? It's something different to do, but I, you're not missing out. It's not like a must-do when you go to the parks, right? That's like a, oh, we have a three-day park ticket. We're going to do that on day three when we don't want to stand in line for Splash Mountain again. Yep. Okay, the monorail. Uh, again, Disneyland. Like, I, I never think the monorail with Disneyland. It it's doesn't. Just, it's, it's just there. decoration. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's it zooms not needed. by and you're like, that's cute, but where, who takes it? I don't know. It's it takes you to like the boondocks of downtown Disney. I guess it'd be nice if you stayed at the Disneyland Hotel because yeah, it kind of drops you out in front of it. It doesn't drop you off at the Disneyland Hotel like right. it used to, so, but whatever. Yeah, whatever. Okay. Um, Donald's boat. Okay, I'm going to skip all these because those ones are all just the Toontown houses. Um, the submarine voyage. We're okay with that one. Yeah, that's fine. The Frontierland shooting exposition. I mean, that's kind of fun. I actually, one of the photos uh, that I dug up from my very first trip to Disneyland with my family was dad and I at the shooting expedition shooting away. So, I mean, that's kind of sad, but I mean, maybe actually, you know what? Why is that ride still there? Or that attraction, not ride, attraction. Why is it still there? This is like, it's not like guns aren't a big enough problem in this country. And yet here we are at Disneyland being like, hey, come shoot guns. Weren't they like real BB guns or something when the park Uh, opened? Maybe we'll add that to the vault list. Okay, the Jungle Cruise. Sad. Sad. Because it's one of my favorites. And I know it's closed because they're refurbishing it and they're updating it. But I thought I read that they were going to do this whole refurb without closing it down. So maybe they're doing some like major stuff to it right now. And then it'll reopen as they like gradually change it up. Who knows? I have no idea. Um, The Main Street Cinema. Sure. Fine. It's a place to cool off, but I don't know. Oh, I missed this one. The Matterhorn bobsleds won't be open. I saw that. I don't know why. Like, you, if it's broken, you've had a year, guys. 
Like Disney, yeah. come on, you've had a year. It's inside yeah. outside. I don't you could space out like one party per bobsled, right? Totally. Like, and I don't okay, wait, hold on. Yeah, they're opening up Splash Mountain and Space Mountain, and those two are kind of the same. I mean, log flume, you're sitting, right. you know, back to back with each other. I, yeah. I don't get it. Maybe something's going on with it. That thing breaks Nothing. down all the time. It, you know, who knows? Yeah. Um, the pirate's layer on Tom Sawyer Island. Can I, I that just means Tom Sawyer I've Island. never gone to Tom Sawyer Island. Well, you will soon because you've got a kid now. We <laughs> took Ray because she wanted to go see it. And it's really cute and like mildly dangerous for a toddler. I was kind of surprised how like open watery it was <laughs> in certain spots. But um, she loves it. So I was watching um, one of our favorite vloggers that you and I both watch, Molly. Uh, from oh, all ears. I was watching Molly. her and I I feel like she was like running out of things to do at Disney World. And so she went before they closed Tom Sawyer Island at uh, the Magic Kingdom. She went and she was exploring around and she was like, oh, my God, this place is a nightmare. Like, yeah, it's scary. It's intense. It like there is this bridge over the water with like like big wine barrels underneath and you walk on them and they're real barrels and they're quite treacherous. I'm like. Man, if you had mobility issues or knee stuff, I mean, probably you wouldn't make it over there. But, like, you could really do some damage on this thing. Well, so. it's kind of like, you know, at Disneyland Paris, they have the Skull Island there. And mm-hmm. you can find your way around it. My husband and I were there over Christmas. We were, like, decided it was a good idea after having dinner at their version of Blue Bayou, which served wine. Uh, so we may have had a bottle or more of wine and then decided <laughs> after that in the dark and it was like sleeting and you couldn't see anything because it was so foggy. And we were like, oh, this is a perfect time to go explore Skull Island. Got completely lost and like near panic attack that we couldn't get out of there. Like yeah. it was it was frightening. You know what? Just for this, when it opens, I want to take you to Tom Sawyer Island because right, it, there it. are some seriously <laughs> – cavernous areas of that that you're just like how have more people not gone maybe here's our conspiracy corner maybe people have and we just don't know because they've been lost forever on tom sawyer island Island. you know i i hope they have security cameras all over that thing because that sounds like especially at disneyland (laughs) and it being like the anaheim country club like the perfect place for some teens to go escape off to and god knows see things i start thinking about I know. We'll do a whole episode on our conspiracy corner (laughs) about ideas that could happen. Um, They're closing. Oh, I'm curious what you think about this. They're closing the Sleeping Beauty Castle walkthrough. So that means to get to, I guess, to get to Fantasyland, you're going to have to go around the side. No, no. I think if they're letting you cut through, this is the Sleeping Beauty walkthrough you do that you enter on Fantasyland. Oh, and it tells the story of Sleeping Beauty. I think. I mean, that makes sense to me because you can't really. It's you really tight. You can't, you know, regulate how close everybody stands in there and people want to look at the little displays throughout. So that that makes sense to me. Okay. Now, California Adventure, real quick. These are yep. smaller list. These are the ones that are closed. Um, the Animation Academy. I mean, that sucks because it's the cool place to go sit and, like, yep. chill out for a little bit. But – I get it. It's indoors. California is really weird about anything indoors right now. So fine. I get it. 
Um, the bakery tour where they give you sourdough bread. I've never like maybe because I live in San Francisco. Like if we can, <laughs> we, we have the real thing. So I whatever. That's like that. I've never done it at DCA, and I don't understand the point of wasting time going on a bakery tour to get your sourdough bread. But sure. Yep. Yeah. Teach their own. Um, the Golden Zephyr. I mean, I don't really. Maybe it's broken. I think it's still? broken. I don't, I don't know why they still have that ride. It seems like it's constantly broken. They can't, <laughs> even the mildest of wind, they can't have it go. So I don't know why they have it. It just sits there all the time. It's an outdoor ride, so I don't think there's any reason for it not to be operating. But Again, know. this goes back to like, what has Disney done over the last year that they have these rides that are down or broken right now? Like, how are these, they, they cannot possibly be broken or down from refurbishment. You have had a year. Because they've been working in the parks for a year. I, there was a little shutdown where they couldn't, but then they've been able to have, like, essential people in there working. So I, I don't understand how, like, Matterhorn might be broken or something else. So that ride's technically part of, like, the Pixar Pier area. Or maybe it's not. I don't it's know. It's, like, right it. off the side. I feel like they could extend Pixar Pier and just totally do another overlay with that and make a really cool, like, Coco kind of swings ride or something like, yeah well that could be kind of fun yeah they could find something cool but they should do something with that space because it feels like it's constantly down um the trolley the red car trolley is not going grizzly river run yeah what what is with that i mean did you notice when we were there at touch disney it's drained like there ain't yep. water in there so it looks like it looks like it does in the middle of winter usually when they shut it down for the winter anyway, because they don't always have that thing running and they usually do those big refurbs on it mm-hmm. in the winter. But I'm like, y'all, it's going to be hot. Like I know. Southern California. Hello. We're hitting like May and June. Maybe That's they'll a- open that one up by like late June or something. It, yeah, it, I, I, it must be something is broken in it because why know, would they what's, keep it down? What's your opinion on that? Ride? I mean, we can dive into this later, but what I'm curious your thought on that ride and like the Kali River Rapids, which is the exact same thing done at uh, Animal, Animal Kingdom. Kingdom. It's kind of like a long wait for not very much. Oh, I don't do those rides, sir. <laughs> I do not do them at all. I The most you can get me on in a water ride is Splash Mountain, and I am going to strategically decide where I'm positioned on that log flume. This is like it's a guarantee, complete soaking, I'm not about it. I'm a girl. I probably blow dried my hair that morning. I just don't want that in my life. So I truly think I have never done Grizzly River Run. And I think I did Cali River Rapids one time when I worked for Disney. And that was it. One and done. Well, you know, I I will. There will be very few times that I say Universal does something better than Disney. And that Popeye ride at Universal Orlando, I, I can't think of the exact name of it right now, but it's the one based off Popeye's. It's like Ripsaw something, right? No, that's Ripsaw Falls is the one, the log flume one. This oh. is like their version of like Kali River Rapids and um, the oh. other one. It is like three times as long, crazier, more fun. Like it, it is worth the wait and fun yeah. to do. Uh, and you do get absolutely drenched in it by it as you do with the ones in uh, at Disney, but it's way more fun. It's themed better. It's got like Popeye everywhere. It's got like, it's just the one, one of the few times I'll say uh, Universal did something better than Disney was hmm. that ride. Interesting. 
Yeah. Um, and last one on here is the Redwood Creek Challenge Trail, which I yeah. know very well, but I bet you don't know what that is. I We've walked by it a million and one times, but have never done it. I, I think it's up there with um, Tom Sawyer Island that they just can't police people out you're, there right now, right? You're like 100% you correct. It's the same with also Toontown, the playgrounds. They're, they're kids' playgrounds, all of those. And so I think that's why, which is also a little weird because playgrounds in general in California are open. but um, Not without I, a fight. That was nuts. Oh, my God. I don't Tell know if it was the same it. in L.A., but up here when we went into second lockdown in the fall – they shut down all the parks and playgrounds again. And like parents all over Northern California were like, and the pay were like, uh-uh, no, 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 no. You have locked us up in these houses. So they fought it and actually got the uh, Bay Area to reverse that decision. And they reopened all the parks. Yeah, I, I thank you, Northern California, because it was like they were closed for two weeks and then they suddenly reopened. And I was like, what happened it doesn't it, – it, it's fine. I'm glad that they're open now, but it was very sudden. So that is my daughter's favorite area to play, mm. and we love it. We'll grab, like, a beer and let her run around. <laughs> We're obviously watching her, um, but we'll just kind of sit and relax. It's really cute. It's all, um, you know, National Forest-themed, and um, my dad and my mom met working in the National Forest, and mm. – um, my dad was a smoke jumper and they have like a smoke, like a pseudo training camp area. And so my dad always likes to take photos over by that. And it's cute. Did you see Daisy over there during Touch of Disney? We did. Yeah, yeah. we saw. Yeah. And Chippendale kind of over there, too. Yep, we saw them. We had a, we played along with Chippendale for a bit. So fun fact, um, our son slept through meeting every single character at Disney World. So we have photos of him like socially distanced with Mickey and Daisy and Chippendale and Pluto and all these and he's passed out. I mean, I guess that's what you get for taking the two and a half month old to Disney. But um, his dad's enjoyed it. But we did have a fun thing with Chippendale over in the woods there where they saw um, our diaper bag and one of them, Chipperdale, was like signaling at my husband to open it because he thought maybe there were snacks in there. And Kurt opened it and pulled out a diaper and was like going to hand the diaper to Chippendale and Chip thought Dale needed the diaper. So it was a fun. That's what they do so good. They just play along with you and have those fun interactions. Even from 20 feet away, there's still those those cast members who are the characters are really good at it. And it's, it's a lot of fun. It was a nice little moment. I think that's sweet. Yeah, I it's totally different for them, but I'm really happy that like. The character performers are still out and getting to do their thing and do all the improv. The, the the improv of it is so much kind of more fun, I think, than the same like stand here, give a hug, take a photo, sign right. an autograph book, and repeat about well, seven hundred times. The cutest damn one I've seen. Now that we've been to Disneyland, and you know, as we've said before, we went down in October to Disney World. At Epcot, Winnie the Pooh running around a field catching butterflies is the cutest thing. I It's like the thing you didn't know you needed to see in your life. And then you saw it and you were like, how have I gone without <laughs> seeing something like this before? And seeing Winnie just run around this field chasing butterflies makes you just, you can't not be happy. Um, yeah. So Aww. it was super cute. If you haven't seen that, just like look it up on YouTube. There's a million videos of Winnie uh, running around with them. But um, so speaking of that trip, uh, you know, we learned a lot as parents taking 
our son down to Disney <laughs> for the first time. Can I tell you, we so- sorely missed being in the bubble. And when I say in the bubble, it's what my husband and I call it. I'm sure many other people do. When you go on a Disney trip and you enter the property and you don't leave. And you're in the bubble and you're let's, in the, the happy Let's preface bubble. that with Disney World. Disney World. But you can be in the bubble at Disneyland. It's very possible when it's the hotels are open. smaller bubble. <laughs> smaller bubble, but it's still a bubble because the second you come out and re-enter Anaheim in real life, oy, 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 especially after sunset, it's like <laughs> gird your loins and run, hide. No. Um, so we stayed at the Spring Hill Suites, which is actually a great hotel. It's a Spring Hill Suites um, Anaheim Convention Center just down Harbor Boulevard, literally a five minute walk from the Harbor Boulevard entrance to Disney. Um, it was a great hotel. Uh, it's a Marriott property. The room was nice. It was clean. Just that walk down Harbor Boulevard, especially at night after the parks are closing and after touch of Disney was over is a little, little sketchy. And when you're pushing your, you know, two and a half month old in a stroller down that street at eight o'clock at night, uh, and there are some interesting subjects walking around screaming and doing whatnot makes you a little nervous. So uh, definitely missed being in the bubble and staying at a hotel. Um, but, you know, for I, I think we can dive right into this week's parent trap. Uh, yeah, tips and it. tricks to making a Disney trip uh, survivable for you and fun for you and your family. Look, you know, uh, one thing I'm learning myself, because Dana informed me the other day, is that when you go and you stay on Disney property, you don't have to lug that giant pack and play from wherever you came. Yep. They give them to you. Uh, We did this in 2019. We went to Disney World and we stayed at the Art of Animation. Our daughter was two and we called ahead of time and said, like, do we need to bring this? Because, I mean... Parents with babies, there's so much baby paraphernalia (laughs) that you travel with. Um, And they provide pack and plays or cribs for your room. Um, It's a limited number, so you should call ahead of time and put it on your reservation. But we didn't have a problem. We showed up and it was already in our room in the closet. That's amazing. So, yeah, I was was Googling around on... um the Grand Californian website and found out this, if you book like a family room there, so they have these rooms with like a king or a queen bed and then bunk beds, mm-hmm. they already have the pack and plate in the closet. It just lives in those rooms anyway, which is key. So if you've got a bigger family, you book one of those rooms, pack and play will should be in the room already. But then if you didn't and you just booked like, you know, my husband and I would just book a king room and we'll just ask for the pack and play to be put in because that thing, like we have, we have this new like bugaboo flat stardust one that's like it folds up flat. It's not like your traditional one that looks like a giant pop up tent in mm-hmm. the pack and play, and yep. it's easy to carry and easy. It's still heavy. It's still a pain in the butt. You got to go check it in, wait for it to pop up the odd size luggage thing when you get to the airport, and like it's just a pain. And so now knowing that if we stay in the bubble, we can get a pack and play put in the room. I am set. It's the little things, guys. And this is another tip on just kind of in the same, you know, the same space. We also rented a stroller when we went to Disney World so that we didn't have to take our own. We had like a fancy pants one and we didn't want to get it all banged up on the, you know, cross country commute to (laughs) Disney World. So we ended up um, just renting one. I think it was like through I think it was like through Buena Vista Rentals or something who are not sponsoring this. But I'm just saying I think that was their name. And 
I think it was like 15 or $20 a day. So it was really nice. And then we didn't have to bring our own. So it was great. Yes. But the big important question, did the rental stroller come with the key cup holders for oh. parents? Oh, it came with two. You bet your oh, okay. bottom dollar it did. <laughs> we did enjoy the joy. We learned the joy of the cup holders this weekend at Touch of Disney. There are multiple photos of my son in his stroller and the margarita in the cup holder. I know. I saw <laughs> I loved it. Yeah, that's that the great. key, guys. So Use there that go. cup holder for its core purpose, putting alcohol in it. <laughs> not a bottle. Not no. water. Uh, alcohol for the parents. Um Awesome. So that's that. Should we still talking about touch of Disney? I mean, Dana, what were your, what were your like top three highlights of touch of Disney and your top three low lights could have done without, they could have done better. Oh man. Well, okay. The top three things that I love the most about touch of Disney was probably the moment of walking back in there. I didn't know I was going to be this sentimental schmuck over here, but I cried. I walked in and I got really teary-eyed. I was just like, I haven't been in the in any theme park, really very many pl- public places um, for over a year. So it was monumental for that. And just to hear the music and see everybody so excited. So that, um, I think like, oh, probably the food. For me, it was the sweet and spicy chicken wings mm. were amazing. And I got the Monte Cristo sandwich again that you can get at Disneyland's Blue Bayou. And, oh, I loved it. And then my third – I'm combining those two. Um, my third was the very end of the day. We were watching the lights turn on. The sun was setting. And we were over, you know, across from the Mickey's Fun Wheel where you can see Pixar Pier. We were over there. And my daughter, who was probably tired of sitting in a stroller all day, just hopped up and started running around and dancing to the music. And they were playing Rainbow Connection. And I was just like, oh, my God, this is so beautiful. So that was really special. And then we turned the corner and and Mickey and Minnie were over there by the... um, Oh, the uh, aerial ride. And so yeah. then she ran over to them and we took mm. photos. And- that photo of you at like sunset with the lights coming on, of you holding your daughter. I oh, know. Oh, it was melting. so sweet. I know. Heart- so those, I mean, it, was, it wasn't big. By no means was this like a big to do, but those were really special moments. The low parts, honestly, I don't think I have very many. I think probably that don't my worry, daughter. Don't worry, I'll get critical. Okay. Um, my daughter didn't have a lot to do. She's four, and I felt bad for her. She asked us twice, like, when are we going to do something fun? <laughs> and um, it was a lot of sitting and eating, walking, getting food, sitting, eating the food. And so, and she got to see characters, but that's like 30 seconds to a minute of time, and then she's ready to move on. So I wish that they had had the playground open, or I wish they'd had kind of young kids a little bit more in mind of something else to engage them, but... Really, I mean, she was still fine. We gave, we bought her a toy. She swindled us into a Tinkerbell doll set. You were there. You saw her do that. I witnessed. I witnessed. And it was uh, a good learning, good learning moment. I do like your trick that it's one, one one present, one toy day. Yeah, and that's not every time because we used to go all the time. But we told her she could get something, so she knew. And I kind of wanted her to wait so we could look at other stores. And <laughs> she wanted that one. It ended up being the right move. Another parent hack here for you guys, because um, she opened it up when we were sitting, and it was something new to play with. So she was all about it. 
So, okay, so what are your top okay, and bottom? Okay, my top. My top. Well, one, again, just walking in there. And honestly, it was even before we got in and we we were in this like snaking line to get to the line to get into the park. And, you know, Disney, a line to get into a line. Um, and the cast members all standing there being like, welcome back. Welcome back. We're so happy you're back. And it just felt like warm. Like, yes, we are Disney people and we were really excited. And that actually backtracks to on the flight down. There were so many people on our flight from Oakland Friday, literally flying down to Orange County just to go to touch at Disney this weekend because they missed it so much. There was a woman in front of us who was going for both days because she was like, nope, screw it. I bought both days because I haven't been there in over a year and Aww. it's it needs to happen. So yeah. it, it's just fun, like-minded, crazy people like us who are going down <laughs> to go to a food festival. Um, So I loved that. I loved some of the food. Um, I definitely, so we lucked out and last minute, the day before we down, went down there, we got a reservation for um, Landflight Lounge. Yeah. Out of pure luck, I literally got on the app and saw it and clicked it as fast as I humanly possibly could before somebody else grabbed it. I found out while we were down there that the reason why some reservations opened up is because our Saturday when we were there was the first day they opened up the downstairs seating. So they like doubled the number of tables that they had available all of a sudden. Um, so that was a highlight because we got to sit downstairs. The tables were spaced out. We had this like perfect view of the water and of the Incredicoaster. And they were testing the vehicles on the Incredicoaster. Mm -hmm. So it almost felt like the park was open. And we just sat there and had some great food. They had that tuna poke, which is so good from Lamplight. And then we had... Um, they had the lobster nachos, which are delicious. We probably ordered way too much food, but it was all those good <laughs> tastes that you miss. That's a couple of great cocktails, and that was that was really nice. And just to be able to sit there and you know, our son took a nap while uh, Kurt and I were able to have a nice meal and enjoy the views and the weather. And it was just it it felt good, especially yeah. right down there. It's in the middle of everything. Um, I think the other highlight has to be the character interactions. Like they just did so, so good. And they, they really played along, um, with everything. And it was just really, it was special. And, you know, I, I I'm going to throw one more in because I wanted to mention this. We, this was our first venture out in a place like that as a same sex couple with a child. Right. And we were, we had no idea what people's reaction would be. How they would like, would we get looks? Would we get this? Would we get that? And honestly, like, people gave us looks, but it wasn't like, oh, or something like that. It was like more like, oh, wow, like, that's two dudes Aww. with the baby. And it was really cool. And like, a lot of people came up to us and were like, hey, congratulations. That's amazing. Like, very supportive and complimentary. And it just, what was so nice is we didn't feel like, oh, we're the gay guys there with the baby. It mm -hmm. felt like, oh, no, we're just parents at Disney with our son. And that was that was really nice to have that feeling um, the entire time we were down there. Um, That's so great. I'm yeah. so glad. Yeah, it's so, it like, was, affirming to know, like, everybody was so warm and positive towards yeah, you. because we get it. Like, this is still even being in California where it's, for the most part, very liberal, minus a few counties. Um, but to know that... You know, we are still kind of the forefront and the first generations, really. Of it. I mean, it's slowly more and more same-sex couples have been adopting kids or building their families in different ways. And so it's really 
nice to know that this was not a like record stopping head turner and mm. people were really open and warm and loving and it was really cool. Um, oh, so, so that happy. was, yeah, that was, that was a really nice highlight. Um, the low lights, some of the food, the pepperoni pizza egg rolls were highly disappointing. I mean, <laughs> it was, oh God, what a waste. Um, it just, yeah, you it, gave us that tip off before, so we oh, didn't get that. Don't waste your time. Not, not good. Um, so that wasn't great. Some of the mobile ordering glitches weren't great, which are always the case. Like you would put it in be like, I'm here. And then you'd be standing around waiting forever for the thing to pop up. And then a cast member would come up and be like, Hey, did you click? I'm here. And I'm like, yeah. And they're like, Oh, we need to push it through for you because the app's not working. So hopefully this is time for them to work out all those kinks before the parks actually open, because I know they're going to really be pushing the mobile ordering for contactless and everything else. As soon as the parks open for real. Yep. Um, and then I think, you know, the other bummer was just like it, it was such you can't help it. But it was such a bummer to be walking around all the rides and wanting to be on them. And I know. you can't. But I know that was soon, a bummer. soon. But it was, it was really fun. It was a fun event. I think it was a great way for us to we called it our soft launch with our son at the parks. So it was really, really a good opportunity for an easy dry run. And now we know when we go back in a few weeks. I think we can do it. I think he'll be fine. I, you know, I think there's a lot to be said about that. You guys really did, you know, all things considered, get very lucky to have this like taster of the theme parks. Um, I remember when we took Ray, like she was one and a half and we thought we took her in October and we didn't know it was like Columbus Day or something. So we thought we were going on a weekday and it would be fine, but we didn't know that all the schools were out and it was like the most crowded I've ever seen the parks um, here at Disneyland and, and California Adventure. It was miserable. We ended up going back to our hotel and spending most of the day there because we just needed to get out of the parks and it was too overwhelming for her little one and a yeah. half year old brain. Mm. So maybe we're in a sweet spot, too, because he still has no idea. The kid has no idea he went on an airplane, went to Disney or anything like that. <laughs> like, so maybe, you know, this is a little more time for dads to enjoy it, too, before uh, he becomes a big, big handful. But yep. it, it was a fun time. We had a good time. Um, quickly, I want to dive into the vault really yes. fast. I, we're going to, like, peek into the vault because we had so much to talk about this week. So we won't. We won't bore you all with our Disney history, but um, what? who am I kidding? You're here. You're listening to us. You love this stuff. So uh, <laughs> as I teased earlier with the Haunted Mansion, a re, not refurb, like plusing. Is that what we're calling this? Like that's what we called. Um, so we're calling Snow White, too, right? When they kind of plus yeah. the ride. It's like enhancing so plusing i think is disney speak for like yeah enhancing the ride yeah. or just adding new elements and touches an overlay is when there's like like a whole new look to the ride they do that at christmas time with like haunted mansion and nightmare yep. before before christmas haunted mansion holiday which is one of my favorite things about california and i love that that's special to california and they don't do that anywhere else Me like that's too. our little you know florida got the jingle cruise Fine, that's cute, but ours is way better. Yeah. <laughs> like, our special holiday thing is way better. So, I, you know, with the Haunted Mansion, there's so much history and so much lore. 
uh, legends and stories and this and that about the Haunted Mansion that I thought it'd be fun to just talk about a few little things from its history that were new to me, too, um, that are probably not new to a lot of people. Like, if you're the people who have the Haunted Mansion costumes that you wear all the time and you got the pants that are in the wallpaper, you probably know more than we do about the Haunted Mansion. Good for you. But there are some oh, fun little tidbits that I picked up on. Percent. I can't uh, wait. I can't. I have a few friends. I'm thinking about my friend Sierra, who literally has the wallpaper. She made the wallpaper. She has like she makes the wreath at Christmas time. That's of the monster. Like she goes all out, and so she probably knows all of this. But people I don't love this attraction. Like oh yeah, beyond. So okay, so we all know park open. New Orleans Square was not a thing. Uh, the Haunted Mansion was not a thing. It was a thing in Walt Disney's head. Like he was like, he knew from the beginning he wanted to create this like haunted attraction. But then it was like internal debates of, is it scary? Is it funny? Is it, what is it? Um, we already have completely horrified guests with Snow White's and her <laughs> nightmare of an adventure. So do we want to do that again or what, what, what? So this went back and forth forever and was not resolved by the time Walt Disney passed away. And this thing had not been built. So oh, they had this plans. wasn't open when Walt was alive. No, no, he never saw it finished. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. So, you know, they had plans. Walt had wanted to expand and build this New Orleans Square. So he had these plans to do this. And so, you know, in I think it was like, yeah, it was like 1958. So this thing opened in 1969, I think. Yeah, 1969 is when the Haunted Mansion actually opened for guests. 1958 they released maps like they knew they were going to build this thing so in 1958 new park maps were made that included the haunted mansion on the map what even though this thing wouldn't be seen for 11 years which is nuts like they didn't even know if it was going to be a walkthrough a ride through or even at one point which i'm kind of bummed that this is not what it turned out to be it was going to be a water ride and you were going to be on a what? boat through the bayou and like this mansion was going to be this like destroyed mansion that was flooded from the bayou. And like that was the whole theme. You'd be going through this house that's been flooded and ruined and haunted in the bayou, which. Oh, my God. I think they have a ride like that. I know this purely from TikTok. TikTok. Um, <laughs> there is like a ride at some janky like Georgia theme park that is a water ride that's like oh. a, a plantation looking one that's been flooded i'll have to find it and send it to you i mean how cool would that been i i think that would have been cool but i think they were also like oh we have pirates which is you know a yeah. water ride do we need so and it was probably a hell of a lot more expensive to make another water ride like that than it would have been to do what they did so they you know this went back and forth and back and forth and back and forth and they finally settled that it wouldn't be a water ride but they were still not sure if it was going to be a walkthrough um because Walt originally wanted it to be a walkthrough but mm. you know the problems with the walkthrough you can't control how fast people go how slow people go it, people log up it it's not great so um they they just didn't have and you also they didn't have uh, as much control of the storytelling if it was a walkthrough than it is now where you're in the doom buggy, right? And it literally forces you to look at what they want you to look at as you go through. Mm -hmm. So um, in 1961, they were like, okay, we'll try this again. They put out flyers announcing that this haunted mansion was coming. So again, remember, <laughs> it did not open until 1969. In 1963, oh New Orleans Square was done and the haunted mansion was there, but it was an empty building. 
1963, they built the Haunted Mansion, but there was nothing inside of it because they hadn't figured it out what to do with the inside. Now, when you say built built the Haunted Mansion, did they build just the front that looks like the plantation home? Or yeah, did they the build structure. the whole ride No, they didn't it? build the whole ride. They okay. literally just built the house, the mansion. Yeah. Right there. But there was it was empty. There was nothing inside of it. Oh my because God. they hadn't built the actual ride. So they gave, you know, people a haunted mansion, but there was no attraction to go with it. And wow. other fun fact. Even though it's in New Orleans Square and it looks like a southern plantation home, at least the, you know, because you guys, you should all hopefully know that every park, the Haunted Mansion looks different. Mm-hmm. Um, this one is based in New Orleans Square, so it's obviously supposed to look like a southern, big New Orleans southern home. Mm-hmm. It's actually based on a house in Baltimore, Maryland. Oh, I didn't is where know they that. Got the, yeah, where they got the idea was from this mansion in Baltimore. So, huh. Huh, who knew? Um, cool. So... They eventually, then the World's Fair happens, so they didn't get to building this attraction yet again because all the resources went to the World's Fair and the things Disney were building for the World's Fair. Mm-hmm. But, and I'm trying to, yep, so at the World's Fair, there was this attraction called the Ford Magic Skyway, and this is where the Omnimover concept came from. And Disney Imagineers actually built this Ford Motor Skyway, or Ford Magic Skyway, sorry, for the World's Fair. And this is where they got the original idea for the Omnimover and this is what then they took it, adapted it, made it move and rotate. And that's what eventually became the Doom Buggy. And Whoa. that's what took you through the Haunted, obviously takes you through the Haunted Mansion. Now, so they get all that done. They're finally like, OK, great. We've had the plan. The story has changed, which that's a whole nother story for another time. All the different iterations of the the story you were going to follow through the Haunted Mansion. Um mm-hmm. And to the fact, which I'm still figuring out, you know, the ending before you go down to the graveyard, when you're at the, in the attic and you mm-hmm. fall out, like the idea is that you're like falling yeah, you're being out pushed the out. You're, you're being thrown out the, out the window and dying. Right. And, and that's why you see all those ghosts having a jovial old time because you're a ghost why. too. Exactly. But did you know the shingles purposely on the house you fall out of does not match the shingles to the mansion? And there's sure the didn't. reason why. So if you're listening and you want to like message us on whatever platforms you can message us on. And if you know why, tell us because we are going to figure this out. I need to investigate some more because the stuff I read was not very clear as to why it's different. But huh. there is a specific reason why it is different. So we have to figure that one out. There's a little teaser. We'll figure it out by next week and we'll update everybody by next week. But we also apparently uh, need to make a Gmail account. I'm now real. <laughs> <laughs> I think so. Um, so uh, there's that. There are uh, well, one thing I want to add in. So, you know, at the end, the ghost, the headless horseman ghost, right? Mm-hmm. The guy with his head in the briefcase or in the cage. So he was an original part of the attraction, but it was the same deal where the effect just didn't really work. Right. So in 1969, when the attraction opened, he was an actual part of it. Well, uh, he went away for 45 years and came back uh, just a few years ago. So, what? yeah, when they finally figured out the technology to make that work. And the reason he was originally put in the attraction was it was a nod to one of the original story ideas was that the Haunted Mansion would be a play on Sleepy Hollow and the story of Sleepy Hollow. Mm. And so that's why they created that ghost. Um, so the mm. the last thing. This is that I want to bring up now. And again, I am sure we will talk about the Haunted Mansion at Najim at some point. But there are there's a hidden Mickey that's sometimes there and sometimes not. 
and there is a hidden Donald in the okay. haunted mansion. I think I know where they are. Dana, where are they? Okay, the Donald. Now I'm I'm trying to make sure these aren't Disney World's haunted mansion and not Disneyland, but I think the Donald is in like a wingback chair towards the beginning of the ride. Like his he's a, the upholstery is his face. Yep. Yep. Okay. The Donald. So at the beginning of the ride, when you're coming through, and it's the same at both World and Land, you'll see this chair. And if you look closely at the upholstery design on it, it's Donald. Ah, interesting. Yeah. Okay. So the hidden Mickey, and I think this, I think this might be Disney World, but I could be wrong. Is it in that ending sequence when you're with all the jovial ghosts, and there's like a tomb, a stand-up tomb, and there's like a a ominous figure and he's holding a Mickey mm. shape in his hand I or something. I think that's at Disney world. I could be wrong, but that's not the one. Okay. This so one comes and goes. Sometimes it's there. Sometimes it's not. Where is it? What is it? I don't know. What is it? So in the ballroom. Oh, I do know this. Okay, cast members will go in and arrange the, a plate with two, soup bowls yeah. on the table so big plate two soup bowls and it makes the imagineers nuts and so they go back and re-put it back the way it's supposed to be and then cast members come in it's like this never-ending game so then cast members come in and rearrange the plate and the bowls to make it look like mickey and then imagineers get in there and they see it and they fix it and put it back so it's this ongoing thing sometimes it's there sometimes it's not but it's a fun when you're going through the ballroom scene like look down at the table and see if you see a mickey made out of plates on the table I'm embarrassed I forgot that one. It's a good course. one. I know it's a great one. I always look for it. All right. Okay. So that's a little a little tidbit on Haunted Mansion. Can I give and you a fun fact of the Cal- the Florida one? Yes. Um, we did the Keys of the Kingdom tour a long time ago. And so who knows if this still holds up. But our guide had told us in that same ballroom when you're going through, you know, there's a there's a glass you know, pain in front of your doom buggy. So you can't like jump out and stuff. But she said that there was a guy in like the seventies who, um, I think like the 1970s who had a gun, it had to have been the seventies cause gun. Um, he went through the ride. I think he had to have been on drugs. He saw the ghosts and thought the, the dueling ghosts that come out of the picture and point guns at each other and shoot at one another he thought they were shooting at him, so he drew a gun and shot no. at them. And there's a <laughs> there's a bullet hole through that that glass pane because those are really hard panes for them to have created. So when you go through it next time, notice that they just put a prop spider, like a like a big Halloween That's how they spider it. over it. Yeah, they never <laughs> they never actually patched it. They just put a spider over it, and it's there, but it's black, so you hardly ever notice it. And if you do notice it, it's glaringly obvious. Also, this goes back to Disney. Get rid of the gun game, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Maybe uh, we get rid of the guns at the Frontierland. Maybe we get rid of the dueling ghosts. I don't know. Well, no, the dueling ghosts. No, are the dueling cute. ghosts. But are who so fun. like? That ugh. mental health is no joke, people. Like, take care of yourselves. Okay, so <laughs> that's the haunted mansion. Uh, that was, you know, th- it's just like never a lack of things to talk about. And I think next week, 
Um, we might just be sipping a bottle to get through the podcast next week. If we have to, if, if getting tickets is an absolute nightmare and we have to revisit that, uh, trauma of what is going to be getting the tickets for our trip, we will, we will break it all down next week if we survive. I should also mention, I should have shared this earlier. They're only putting tickets out 60 days in advance or the reservation Mm. part. So you can buy tickets, but you can only reserve 60 days in advance and they're going to roll it out each week. So there'll be more days, but yeah, like for example, we can't get November tickets right now. Like you can purchase tickets, but you can't book for November. So Adds a whole extra layer. All right. So Dana and I have resting to go do before Thursday, um, before our Mm -hmm. epic day of getting tickets to the park and reservations. So um, I think that's it for this week. All right. Well, thank you, everyone, for listening to us. I should also note that I have started, um, I mentioned this earlier, I work for a travel agency called Adventures with Allison Wonderland. And you can always shoot us an email or get a quote for any Disney Park vacation package, and we can book that for you. Um, her website is adventureswithallisonwonderland.com. And that's Allison, A-L-L-I-S-O-N, not Alice. So adventures with AllisonWonderland.com. Amazing. All right, everybody. Uh, that's it. We don't, you know what? I'm glad we don't have a catchphrase at the end. I was like in my head trying to be like, should we have a catchphrase? But we don't I'm right now. Glad we don't. But we probably Do we will. we need one? I well, we can ask our, our email us at our non-existent list- email address. <laughs> email us our catchphrase. Uh, we have a Gmail account that is not working yet. <laughs> uh, stand by and give us a catchphrase, all. All right, there we go. Uh, Anyway, that's it, and we'll talk to you guys next week. All right. Bye, Adam. Bye.